from the Iona Journal of Economics. I'm Matt. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Iona Asks News Division. This week, we will be exploring the impact of economic sanctions and the COVID-19 pandemic on two countries, North Korea and Iran. While North Korea's economy has been in shambles for years, Iran's also been a similar outcast due to their nuclear weapons program. I was reading an Economist article that said North Korea's dictator Kim Jong-un is losing his touch. And actually, recently I've seen that they admitted that their economy is in shambles, worsened by the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, nuclear weapons have been a big topic in North Korea for like three decades. Through like three dictators, they've had uh, the development of nuclear weapons, which has kind of made a touchy subject across the world. Kim's actually conducted more missile and nuclear tests since he consolidated power in 2012 than his father and grandfather combined. I also heard that North Korea made headlines recently when they tried to conceal a nuclear weapons site. That's concerning, to say the least. Yeah, this was all picked up by satellite imagery and confirms that North Korea has been actively developing nuclear weapons at sites around the country. This has resulted in added pressure on the Biden administration as people demand he came up with a clear strategy to deal with Kim Jong-un and the North Korea nuclear weapons. Lindsay, I feel like this isn't the first time that the U.S. has been forced to take political action against North Korea, who seems to have a complicated past with global superpowers. Haven't they all been negotiating for years? Yeah, I guess it would be easier to start at the beginning of North Korea's nuclear story, when they signed the International Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, or NPT, in 1985. This effectively barred them from producing nuclear weapons in an attempt to promote peaceful uses of nuclear energy amongst the 191 states that signed the treaty including Iran, the U.S., Russia, and China. So many states signed the NPT, the treaty must have been highly significant. I heard that in 2003, after having been deemed in violation of the treaty for testing nuclear weapons, North Korea announced the reactivation of its nuclear facilities and then officially withdrew from the NPT, um, which led to a bunch of different negotiations between different major countries like China, Russia, U.S., um, trying to resolve the nuclear issue, but to no success, really. And since its withdrawal from the treaty, North Korea has been facing numerous sanctions from the international community. Specifically, the United Nations and the U.S. have been imposing multiple rounds of economic sanctions beginning in the mid-2000s. These sanctions, which are essentially economic penalties imposed on North Korea by other countries, have been specifically targeted at North Korea's banking, shipping, and coal sectors. Unsurprisingly, these sanctions have ravaged the lives of ordinary North Koreans, not the elites and they seem to have left a significant amount of them impoverished and malnourished, without access to clean water or medicine. The pandemic has only made the situation worse. Kim Jong-un has recently fired a senior economic official while admitting his five-year finance program, established in 2016, has been unable to achieve his goals. He's even described the difficulties facing his government as the worst ever and unprecedented. Wow. I've heard that they've even suffered from an 80% decline in global trade because of pandemic-related border closings with China, their biggest trading partner, and because of U.S. and U.N.-led sanctions. Food and foreign exchange markets have become further destabilized as well, and North Korea overall seems extremely vulnerable. Perhaps this pandemic provides an avenue for denuclearization talks, if Kim is more receptive to negotiations in these conditions. Matt, I'd love to talk about Iran, who has also been a similar pariah on the world stage due to their nuclear ambitions. Right. When I was reading the New York Times the other day, they said that U.S. sanctions could actually force Iran to revoke their pledge to not seek a nuclear weapon, which is 
counterproductive to say the least. New intelligence is suggesting Iran could produce one in only two more years. Unsurprisingly, it was former President Trump's decision for the U.S. to actually back out of the Iran nuclear deal, which promised to lift former sanctions imposed on Iran if Iran promised not to produce any nuclear weapons. So, in effect, Trump's decision caused the U.S. to reimpose sanctions and fan the flames of nuclear development. Because U.S. withdrew from the deal, Iran felt the brunt of the sanctions and began to reduce its commitment to the original agreement. They exceeded nuclear material stockpile limitations, and they boosted uranium enrichment. That's crazy. The new Biden administration plans to open negotiations and rejoin the Iran nuclear deal, but nothing has been made official as of yet. Since Trump's withdrawal, Iran's GDP has declined 11%, and average living standards have decreased substantially by 13%. With the COVID-19 pandemic on top of these sanctions, millions are out of work, and Iran's economy is really, really suffering. Right. And the sanctions really exacerbate the effect of the pandemic as well. Since the government's oil exports have fallen dramatically, Iran doesn't have many resources whatsoever to help its citizens. Iran's leaders are fighting wars on two fronts, one with respect to American sanctions and the other with respect to the pandemic. Iran's citizens must be suffering a ton. Does the U.S. decision mean anything for Iran at all? Would it help them? While it's possible that lifting the sanctions could help Iran marginally, Most experts believe that Iran's economy is suffering so substantially that the sanctions reversal would be unlikely to have any immediate practical effect. The countries of North Korea and Iran exemplify many of the current concerns about the effectiveness of sanctions. Sanctions in response to nuclear development are hard to enforce on an international level, and this causes individuals and entities to form a black market to trade with blacklisted countries, irrespective of punitive economic action. While sanctions have played a key role in Kim Jong-un's willingness to negotiate in the past, they don't seem to be the entire solution. It's definitely not the full picture. Additionally, it's hard to even know if these sanctions are effective. Given their historical record, North Korea and Iran have not stopped their nuclear programs in the face of economic sanctions. Instead, these sanctions tend to destroy the lives of ordinary citizens and embolden their leaders to press on with their nuclear arsenal. So, what does the future hold for these two countries? It's definitely tough for us to predict anything, but there are indications that the actions of the Biden administration could play a key role in reintegrating them into the global economy, if at all. Thanks for joining our discussion about the outcasts of nuclear proliferation, and we'll see everyone in the next few weeks.